0: for breakfast most days? I'm not really a breakfast person, so most
1: mornings I just have coffee and then a green smoothie.
0: What's your favorite go-to snack?
1: This is so boring. Veggies and dip. I love dip of any kind. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite dip? I don't eat hummus, but anything like a type of hummus, like a hummus butter. Hummus,
0: hummus. <laughs> type of food, but not hummus. <laughs> a hummus type of dip without chickpeas, basically. <laughs> what's your favorite takeout food? Anything Middle Eastern, so like Turkish food, Lebanese food. But not hummus. <laughs> but not hummus. <laughs> so, excluding spices and oils, what's your top three pantry ingredients? I love tahini, coconut cream, and cashew. Any kitchen gadgets you just can't live without? I have this mini hand food processor that I probably use three to four times a day. Hey,
2: Tedra. Hi, Jade. So today we're chatting with Carmen Sturdy from Every Last Bite. Carmen's a Canadian born and raised in Vancouver, but she's been living in London since graduating from college. In this episode, we chat about how she recently left her job in investment banking to follow her passion and blog full-time. We also talk about her autoimmune disease diagnosis in her 20s. She's got ulcerative colitis, same as me. At one point, she was actually taking 32 pills a day. Frustrated with this life on multiple meds and their respective side effects, she stumbled upon the SCD, Specific Carbohydrate Diet, which has completely healed her and brought her into a life of remission. Carmen has a real knack for creating delicious recipes that totally fall within the confines of restrictive diets like SCD, Whole30, and Paleo. Her grain-free chicken nuggets are to die for. Just saying. Check it out. So before we start the show, we just got a quick favor to ask. If you're loving the podcast, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Just click the share button and spread the Eat Well love. Thanks. You're listening to We Get to Know podcast. And for years, we've all been following some of the most inspiring creatives, innovators, social media influencers, and bloggers. Simply put, we get inspired. The next best thing to following our favorite influencers is hearing their stories straight from them. So listen in as we get to know Carmen. Hey, Carmen. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you on a personal level, actually, because we both have the same autoimmune disease. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Go us. Exciting stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to that in a bit. But okay, so let's introduce you a little bit. Where are you originally from? Where are you living now? So
1: I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada, born and raised, and I have been living in the UK for the past 10 years. Wow.
2: Okay. So Vancouver is gorgeous. I grew up in Quebec, actually. So. Oh, did you? <laughs> Fellow Canadian. Love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was born in the States, so I'm not actually a Canadian, but I feel like I am. <laughs> That's awesome. So, oh my gosh, life in Vancouver must have been... That must have been a cool childhood, like fresh veggies, I'm imagining. and
1: It does not suck. Living up, like growing up beside the ocean and just always being outdoors. It was an amazing place. Every time I go home, it just makes me so happy. And it's so beautiful too.
2: Yes. I went once when I was younger and I just, it's like burned in my brain is just so beautiful. Yeah.
1: It rains a lot, but on the sunny days, it is a gorgeous place.
2: Wow. Okay. So quick question about childhood. Well, first of all, do you have any siblings? No. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> I have a
2: half brother who
1: is eight. So, <laughs> okay. okay. <Copy>. Modern family. <laughs> exactly. I was an only child for 22 years. Okay. Copy.
2: <laughs> Did you grow up cooking? And I was curious, like people who become food bloggers, were you in the kitchen a lot as a kid? Yes. I grew up obsessed with food. My mom was
1: incredibly creative in the kitchen. And so my whole childhood was basically spent watching her cook and making cookies and breads and salads and basically just helping her out whenever I could.
2: That's awesome. My mom was the same way. And I just feel so grateful in my older age. Like, she just taught me so much. I mean, where food comes from and how to prepare even, you know, homemade bread. Like, I think it was simple back in the old days, but like not a lot of people make homemade bread (laughs) anymore. And it's awesome to know how to do it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think also watching it from a young age you kind of become a bit more fearless in the kitchen like you my mom never followed recipes and so I kind of like adopted that way of cooking as well where like oh just add a little bit extra of this and a little bit more of that and you don't kind of feel like you need to follow things as strictly as if you picked up cooking later on in life
2: yeah there's just a level of comfort and ease that's nice for sure yeah exactly So you went to college then in Canada? Yeah. So I went to the University of Victoria, which is over
1: on Vancouver Island. And I got a bachelor's degree in economics. And then once I graduated, I kind of was just looking for something, a change of life. And so I came to the
2: UK. So food wasn't really on the radar other than you were a foodie, I take it.
1: I was a total foodie in university. I lived in a house with like six people, and every weekend I was just cooking up feasts for everyone. I was definitely never considered like a healthy <laughs> shop though, because I was basically everything I made had like hidden amounts of cream and butter, Jeez, and I was <laughs> all the good stuff. It all tasted amazing, but uh, it was all so unhealthy. Yeah, like gut bomb. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Okay, so you studied economics, and then what kind of? So did you did you get a job in London, and that's how you moved there, or like how did that all take place for you? So basically, I, I graduated, and I was looking for something to do, and it just
1: so happened that someone I knew had a flat in London um, with some a few months left on their lease, and they were leaving, and so a friend and I decided we were just going to come to the UK for three months just to kind of like check out London life and do a bit of traveling yeah so I think that was what made it easier to come here was it wasn't like I was originally moving here permanently I was just coming for like a three-month period which 10 years later (laughs) (laughs) so what happened so I just loved it so much. I loved how easy it is to travel to other places like especially coming from Vancouver where like Calgary is just like I off mean, on the edge. Exactly. <laughs> <of> everything. Like <laughs> everything is like two hours away and your options are like Edmonton. <laughs> no offense to Edmonton or do you know what I mean? Or like totally. Portland. Yeah, totally. Whereas here it's like Spain, Italy, or like there's Portugal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I love the travel aspect of it. Yeah. So I had to my dad said that's great. I'm happy you love it there, but you're going to need to get a job. So I got a job in investment banking. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so I did that for about eight years.
2: When I hear investment banking, I just... Think like so hardcore, long hours, buy, buy, sell. I'm just envisioning. These <laughs> Honestly, <rooms. laughs>
1: I mean, it was it was really fun. I was on a trading floor, and it's such a great energy, thrilling, right? Like exciting. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So I really love that aspect of it. But at the same time, I love the environment. But I I was always thinking about food the whole time I was at work every day. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah.
2: Okay. You know, So it was in the back of your brain, like, "Hmm, what am I going to make for dinner? What? Who am I having over this weekend? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like, what am I going to make this weekend
1: for dinner? What? So basically, like my whole weekend was spent in the kitchen cooking just for
2: fun. I hear you. Okay. So tell me during this time of life, then you're doing investment baking. You've got this new life in London. How's your health? Like when did the health start deteriorating and what did that look like for you? In
1: 2012, my stomach just started to kind of not be quite right, so I went to the doctor, and my mom actually passed away from colon cancer at 50, which is like a relatively young age for um, colon cancer. So they immediately were quite concerned that my yes, symptoms. That were- colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So they did that and diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis. Wow. Well, I'm sorry about your mom. So were you in London when that happened or was that earlier?
1: Uh, when she passed away? No, I was in actually in university when that happened.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: It was a bit stressful at the time because it was kind of very, it was still quite fresh and it was kind of like similar symptoms. and yeah, well,
2: so on a personal level, like my uncle, my mom's brother, passed away of colon cancer as well. and when I started having same symptoms as you. So if people are listening to the show, I've said it before, but I also have ulcerative colitis. And yeah, same as you. Like I just, and I think something made it even more serious in my mind because I I knew he had had it. I knew it was in our genetics. And, you know, here we are seeing all the same stuff. And it just was like, it's hard to process it all and not kind of freak out, I think.
1: Yeah. And especially for my mom, because she actually, with her, the doctor's, kind of brushed her off a bit and we're like, oh, it's not that serious. Don't worry. And so she actually had symptoms for a few years before they actually even went through with the colonoscopy and, and diagnosed her. So that definitely resonated with me. I was like, I need to get like, do whatever you need to do. Let's find out what this is because.
2: Yeah. Don't give me the standard answer. Like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> dig deeper.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I do whatever you need to do, put whatever you need to do wherever. Cause I want right. to find out what it is. <laughs>
2: So they right away diagnosed you then, like as soon as you started having symptoms?
1: Yes. They just put me on so much prednisone. That was kind of the biggest thing for me is like my symptoms weren't that bad. Like they weren't, I mean, with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, I mean, some people can be bedridden and in terrible pain. Like I wasn't really in that bad a state. So for me, the medication that they prescribed me was The side effects were actually so much worse than the symptoms I was getting from the disease itself.
2: So they put you right away on steroids, like to control flare-ups, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So
1: I was on I mean, at one point I think I was taking like 32 pills a day. My hair was falling out and like I wasn't sleeping. My face was huge. The moon face, right? Like from the steroids. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, I gained so much weight, and I was in you, your heart just goes mm-hmm. crazy. Yes, I felt
2: like, like was, I was high on those things.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I was going insane and um, and then also, like you're on immunosuppressants as well. So I was just permanently sick Ugh. all the time. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Like I'm in a worse state than if I didn't take any of this medication. The thing for me that really frustrated me is that the doctors just kept giving me more and more meds and I was doing so much research and I was like well you know I've seen this like some people say like if you drink like aloe vera I think oh it is, or, there's like all these different remedies right. that I read online and they're like yeah you could do that but really just keep taking more drugs
2: It's maddening, right? It's just maddening. It drives me nuts. Like, it's the same story I hear over and over again. Like, come on. They literally could care less
1: about any of the other stuff. I was so frustrated. And yeah, so it was just like, take more prednisone. Take more prednisone. So yeah, I was at wit's end.
2: And so was it like you were still working? So I guess it wasn't so bad that you had to like, you were missing work or anything, but bad enough that your quality of life was like, not great.
1: It was just the lack of sleep and the hair loss and all that sort of stuff.
2: I mean, yeah, hair loss is major.
1: And I mean, I don't even have that much hair to start with. So, like for oh my me, at gosh, least. that's
2: devastating.
1: I already have thin hair. So, when your hair starts falling out, it's really stressful. Yeah, things just got real. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so then I started doing some research and I found online the specific carbohydrate diet, which is specifically for people with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis.
2: Okay, real quick, though, let me stop you. I think I have a decent grasp, but just for the listeners, like tell me what are the broad stroke differences between paleo and SCD?
1: In terms of like just the food you're eating, it's incredibly similar. The only difference really is SCD is you can't have any additives or anything, preservatives or anything like that. So paleo, if you can have like Frank's red hot sauce, like On SCD, you got to make your own.
2: Kind of Whole30-ish then, sort of. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'd say it's the closest. It's kind of a cross between Paleo and Whole30. So unlike Paleo, though, you can't have any sweet potatoes. You can't have any potatoes. You can't have any chocolate.
2: So starches are out.
1: Yeah, and there's a few of the flowers that they use on Paleo that you can't use on SCD, like arrowroot and cassava.
2: Yeah, I'm curious about all this because I mostly healed my you see with kind of like rounds of Whole30 and then sort of in between, I'm like in paleo land, I would say. And then sometimes I sort of let myself have dairy and and alcohol and then then it starts to like, I notice things flaring a little bit and then it's like, oh, I got to back off and do another Whole30. But I've always sort of wondered, like I wonder if SCD somehow like takes care of it better.
1: So the thing with SCD is you can actually have some types of dairy. So you can have any of like the hard cheeses.
2: Oh, that's nice.
1: Which is it's quite nice. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a total cheese addict, oh, and you can have like butter as well. Oh. So there are a few things that you can have on SCD that you can't have on Paleo, but I think makes it a bit more sustainable, like Parmesan cheese as well.
2: I know, like when you can have Parm and butter, girl. <laughs> we in business. Exactly. We're in business. <laughs> I can make anything taste good yeah. with Parm and butter. <laughs> hey guys, we're going to pause for a minute to tell you about one of our partners. Anyone interested in 30% off the best vitamins? We know health and nutrition is important to everyone. One thing that goes hand-in-hand with our health is supplemental care. We've partnered with Dr. C Vitamins to offer you a 30% discount off their premium pharmaceutical-grade and medically-endorsed line of supplements. All vitamins are not created equal. In fact, there is no FDA oversight for supplements. Unlike over-the-counter vitamins, Dr. C supplements are manufactured without commonly found synthetic ingredients. I mean, you guys, who wants synthetics going into our bodies? They're also non-GMO and gluten-free. Their standards are so high, these vitamins are actually manufactured just like a prescription drug would be in an FDA-registered facility. Most vitamins do not subject themselves to this level of oversight. People are always asking if we take these personally, and we do. I take the D3K2 combo to support bone health, memory, mood, and immune support, and their collagen biotin that supports strong hair, nails, and skin. And then when I'm having those nights where I'm having a hard time falling asleep and unwinding, I take the melatonin B6 combo, and it really helps me gently fall asleep naturally. So give them a try, you guys. Go to drccares.com, use our code WEGETTONO and save 30% on your next order. Now enjoy the rest of the interview. Let's get back to, you start doing a whole bunch of research, you're trying to figure it out, you land on SCD, and then, so did you just right away have the willpower and ability to do that? So for me,
1: I mean, this was like eight or so years ago, and just doing the research, it was so disheartening because all of the websites online that had SCD recipes, I found that a lot of them were written by, like, parents who discovered the diet and weren't really into food, but were just trying to create meals like for their kids or whatever, just for so their kids to eat it. And so it was just like food where I was like, hi, this is like hospital food. Nothing about it seemed appealing. But when you actually look at the list of foods you can eat, it was like, surely I can make some better things than what they're showing here. So, um, yeah, I gave it a try. And I was just amazed at how quickly I noticed a difference in my health within the first like I'd say month.
2: So did you, were you taking meds or was this like a time when you were off steroids when you started this? Like, no. So, I mean, that's one thing that I always say, like I'm by no means a doctor and I have any medical experience,
1: but <laughs> right. like, do not stop your meds to go on the diet. Like I, I definitely recommend staying on the meds, starting the diet. And then later on, if you want to taper off the meds, do it. Yeah. So I was on the meds at the time and then I slowly tapered off.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. I'm always curious because I, I did the same thing. Well, I never got on the heavy meds, but they were constantly telling me, I want, you know, we want to put you on Humira. We want to put you on this. And and I sort of said like, well, can you just give me like a month? Let me see if I can't get it under control with my diet and, you know, stress management. And then I never had to get on them. But yeah, I'm always curious, like what order people do things in. <laughs>
1: That's the thing too, is like with autoimmune diseases, like you're always going to have it and things might happen and it, might come back and you'll get a flare. So like, if I can treat it with diet now and then I need to go on to meds later, then fine. But also your body can become, not immune, but like a drug can work for a long time and then stop working. So if I can get off a drug and then maybe have to rely on it later on, then so be it, but.
2: Such a better scenario. So you must've been, I mean, I was mind blown like when I did a Whole30 and I saw all my symptoms just like fade away to nothing. Were you in the same boat? Like just, oh my gosh, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, I felt like a completely new person. And the most frustrating thing, though, was that I would go back to my GI and he's like, oh, I guess it could be diet. But I don't know, though. Like, maybe the meds.
2: It's probably your stress or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, it's probably just like a leg if the meds working. I'm like, I haven't been on meds for two months. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, it just drove me crazy. I know,
2: it's just crazy. I, know. I, feel, I always feel like they're looking at me like, like I don't respect science or that I'm just... A dummy, you know, like oh, yeah. they're there, sweetie pie. Exactly, they you like know? roll
1: their their eyes at you, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever.
2: Like, oh, I know it's frustrating. Yeah, exactly. But it's undeniable. I mean, the results are the results, and that's just sellers do it. So yeah. yeah, yay
1: for us. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm not going to argue with that. So I mean, I hope that progress is made and more more studies are done so that people can see the effects and how beneficial diet is.
2: I think that is happening too. I mean, my last GI was a bit more progressive, I'd say. He he actually said like, you know what, there's a lot of studies coming out now about diet and I don't know for sure, but if you tell me you changed nothing else except diet and, and your colon is as clean as I just saw it, you know, just keep doing that. That's so amazing. That nice. Yeah, it was really nice to hear that and you know, it's like okay, props. <laughs> There's some yeah. good doctors out there. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what, he's gonna be one in a
1: million in terms of doctors because the yeah. majority would never <laughs> say that. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's hard. They just don't get a lot of nutrition, and so it's not like a major part of how they treat. I think disease. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so you're sold. You're at this point in your life. You're like sold. Like, was the food satisfying to you, and you were excited about it, or was it still sort of like yeah and bland?
1: Um, I mean, I was eating a lot of like chicken patties and, um, <laughs> boiled spinach with, yeah, like it was, it was pretty flavorless, but once I started feeling better, that's when I kind of started to get a bit more creative and I'd always wanted to, sorry, I'm probably like jumping ahead on what you were going to ask, but I always wanted to start a food blog. I, that was something I've literally wanted to do since probably like for 10 years But the thing is, is there's just so many food blogs out there and I couldn't quite figure out what would set me apart and it just clicked for me. And I was like, oh my God, I found it. This is, this is what I'm going to do. So I realized that uh, starting a food blog for the specific carbohydrate diet would be what I wanted
2: to do. Okay. So this is so interesting. So then did you know anything about starting a blog at this point or did you have to like figure it all out?
1: So I had to figure it all out. Uh, (laughs) Like all of it. There was so much Googling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing about working in investment banking is you sit in front of a computer for 10 to 12 hours a day. So I was sitting there with all my Bloomberg screens on my on my three oh, my computer God. screens and then a little tiny window in the corner
2: that would be like, <laughs> how do you use WordPress? <laughs> That's right. Google, I got a question.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So literally when one was around, I was like trying to read as much as I could about WordPress and blogging oh. and, and all that stuff.
2: Wow. Okay, so you figured it out, obviously, and you get a blog going. Is it the blog that we see today? Yeah.
1: I mean, it changed up a bit, but yes, it is
2: generally looks the same were you telling people like how did you know how to do any of this
1: (laughs) i did not tell a soul i think it probably took me i'd say like a year before i really told anybody oh wow i was so terrified of people finding out about it i don't even think i told like my family for like (laughs) six months and and then finally i got a bit more comfortable and word spread
2: well, and it takes a while too to like just build content. I think, right?
1: Exactly. I felt like an idiot, being like, "Hey guys, want to check out my blog? There's like one recipe up, so <laughs> I I, check I, out my two like, recipes. Let me exactly, know." Exactly. Like, so I felt like I had to kind of build a bit of of something before I started
2: spreading the word. Wow! And then, so what was the growth like for you? Was it surprisingly fast or gradual? It was so gradual. I mean, I
1: think I've been doing it for like four years now, and. For the first three, it was painfully slow. I remember getting like 200 views in one day and I was over the moon excited. And yeah, it it was such a slow process. But I just kept on like a posting and you just kind of got to keep doing it. And I was hoping that somebody was maybe paying attention and seeing what I was doing.
2: For you specifically, people like you are sort of the reason I even stumbled upon food blogs in the first place, the ones that like are life changing, you know, when you, when you need a special diet that's restrictive and it's frustrating and you just need some support out there and you need recipes and ideas and just even hearing that somebody else is in a similar boat is encouraging. And were you receiving like any kind of community messages back? Like,
1: yeah. So in the beginning it was, as you say, it was like all people, on the specific carbohydrate diet that were finding me. I don't think there was a single other person (laughs) that wasn't SCD-focused that that was on my site. But like the feedback I was getting, even from the beginning, was so amazing. That's kind of what kept me going. It would be like you get messages from parents and they'd be like, oh my my like six-year-old daughter just got diagnosed with Crohn's and we didn't know what to do. And, but then we found like your cupcake recipe and I made it for her. And like you've inspired us to stick with the diet. and Messages like that, that were just, it made it all worth it. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, on the bad days when you're ready to chunk it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so amazing. I mean, it's really cool what you're doing actually. And not to mention yeah, like your recipes look amazing. Like just for the listeners right now, I was just looking at like, I'm in the pumpkin mood, obviously it's fall, (laughs) but you got that pumpkin granola and the pumpkin bars and they just look delish and they're so clean. I'm excited to try them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like the thing, the last thing I want is someone to
1: like discover a specific carbohydrate diet and, and then be like, oh, I can't do that diet. Like I know it'd be good for me, but it's just too restrictive and I wouldn't be able to live off of like lettuce and beef patties the rest of my life. So I hope people kind of see the type of food I can create with the diet and decide to follow it.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree, actually. I feel like you are doing that. <laughs> so pat on the back. Thank you. I was going to ask you along those lines, like, did you have a time, like, I know for me, I struggled with that, that time of realizing, like, after I did my Whole30, I was sort of like, It's like somebody we just interviewed, I think Michelle Smith was saying like, you can't, you can never unlearn what you learn. You know, like when you did your first SCD and when I did my first Whole30, you can't unlearn it. And so now you're like in this, oh, so are you telling me I have to eat like this the rest of my life? And it's not that I don't want to eat this way because it was delicious and satisfying, but... I had to sort of mourn like the cheese and my baguette and all the things I love, my bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. Uh, Totally. Like, did you go through that? How was that for you? The one thing that I always
1: think is like, yes, that whatever, like piece of cheese or pizza is going to taste amazing. But like the downside and the the way I would feel and the potential like long-term ramifications are so much worse that it just isn't worth it.
2: And it is, right? Like, do you notice immediately? I mean, I do. If I have something totally off, I mean, I'm sick right away. Like, I feel it.
1: (laughs) I've been in like a consistent remission now for, I'd say, about six years. So I did the SED very strictly for two years and then kind of a bit more loosely for the next two years. And now I'm kind of like on and off it, I'd say. So I'm not as completely strict and I can eat many more things than I
2: could before. Well, this is so good to hear. So with UC, I keep hearing everybody say this two year thing, and I think that's because official remission is like two years without flare-ups. Is that right?
1: I think so, yes. That sounds correct.
2: So I'm always curious, just like you're saying, like, so I'm about I think I'm kind of starting to come up on year and a half without flare-ups. I think. And I'm always curious. Like, well, am I going to get to a place where my digestive tract is healed up enough that I can sort of like go off a little bit, like just for special occasions and and it's robust enough it can handle it and just kind of get back on a Whole30 if I need to or...
1: That's the thing you that you learn from all this is that it's how to listen to your body and how to... Like those little tiny signals that your body will send you when you eat too much of something or something just didn't go right and you'll just kind of know to... To, so on the SCD diet, it's called the intro diet, which is basically chicken soup and eggs and beef patties or turkey patties. And so whenever I kind of feel like I'm not quite feeling right, I just go back to that for like two or three days and it kind of just settles everything down.
2: I find that with bone broth, actually. If I just sit bone broth for a couple of days and eat like some allowable things, but just not too much. I Yeah, I'm like better. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's amazing. The power of bone broth. Right? It's like, what the heck? (laughs) It's cool. It's magical. It
1: really is. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Tell us then, like, I think I was reading that you quit your nine to five, right? Like you're doing full-time blogging? Yeah.
1: So I stuck to my investment-making job for, oh God, it must have been like eight or nine years. And... I loved it, but I just was not passionate about it. And so I finally quit last year, which was a huge move. And I think everyone thought I was crazy. But yeah, so now I am vlogging full time. How are you feeling about it? Good choice? It was the best decision I ever made. Waking up every morning and just being so excited about the day ahead and every night, like, I don't want to go to sleep because I'm just so excited planning out all the things I'm going to make. And like, it's just, it's amazing when you can do your passion full time. It's just such a good feeling.
2: Wow. Okay. So I saw that you traveled to, well, quite a few places and you have a few posts where you give some good travel advice, but I love that you are like in Italy and you're like, I ate and I didn't feel deprived. (laughs) It just like gives me so much hope. Like, what did you eat? what did you eat in Italy? And how was your trip? The thing is,
1: I swear Italy is one of the best places in the world for clean eating, like gluten-free eating, grain-free eating. It is so easy and the food is amazing and you rarely even have to order off menu.
2: It's so, the food is so good there. And I was, Um, yeah. It is so delicious. Minus the pasta, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, but like, so I went with my stepmom, and she's um, gluten-free and she, like the pasta she was getting, she was saying was incredible. Wow. Like tasted just as good as normal. But yeah, so I mean, that's one thing I've been so lucky to be able to travel a lot since I've lived here. And it is actually so much easier to travel outside of North America than it is in North America. If you're trying to eat clean, just because a lot of places just don't pack their food with all of the hidden ingredients like they do in North America.
2: It's really true. I mean, when I was pregnant with my second kiddo, I went on a cruise actually with my co-host Tedra, one of those river Europe cruises. Oh, awesome. Where'd you go? We did the Rhine River. It was so amazing. It was the best. And so we were in Switzerland and France. Amsterdam. And Amsterdam, thanks to her. I was like, where else we go? <laughs> and what was amazing to me is that I had had really, really bad morning sickness. And I probably had UC at this point and didn't know it. I hadn't been diagnosed yet. And so I was sort of like going in and out of some of that. And I was vomiting almost daily, I would say, and hadn't gained a lot of weight. And I was actually starting to get into the second, at the end of the second try, but I had still been puking and sick and everything like pre-trip. And then we get out there And honestly, it was a 10-day deal, and I only had some dry heaving one morning. And I just, I can't get over, like, I felt so good. And you can't tell me it's not because the food was just so much cleaner, more wholesome, none of the preservatives. Like, it just, I don't know. It was so true. Yeah. It's just,
1: and and it's not just, like, one country in Europe. It's literally every single country in Europe. The food is just so much cleaner.
2: Oh my gosh, it just reminds me of like our tour guide was telling us about the Swiss cows and the rights of the cow in Switzerland. Like, it's unbelievable what those cows get. They have a good life. Those oh, they cows. have this amazing <laughs> life. But then what do you get? You get the best milk that creates the best chocolate, the best cheese. Like, oh, it was a yeah. joy. <laughs>
1: I used to, when I was working in investment banking, all my clients were based in Switzerland. So I would go there like a couple times a month and Swiss food, it's so rich, but it's so good.
2: So yeah, it is rich. <laughs> but man, it's
1: delicious. Yeah.
2: Okay, so this has been fun. What, like, if just for an overarching question, what would you say the best way blogging, full-time blogging has transformed your life? I'd
1: say it's just completely transformed my life. Like, to kind of have a purpose and a passion that I can follow every day. I'm just so much happier. And (laughs) I think I've honestly become a different person in the last year since I
2: started blogging full-time. That's awesome. You're just filled with joy. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's amazing, but not singing in an office every day. Can, can oh, do girl. You.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I hear you.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to bounce it over to Tedra. I bet she's got a bunch of follow-up questions. Well, what I really want to know is I want to go back to talk about London a little bit because it's like a dream of mine to live there. Like, even if it's just like a one-year stint or something. So you move over there with your friend, you said, right? For And you're thinking did you say three weeks or three months? No, I said I moved over for three months. Three months. So
1: I think if you're under 31, I want to say something like that, you can get a youth mobility visa, which is super easy to get. And it gives you two years to live in the UK. You don't have to have a job or anything lined up.
0: You were there for three months and you're like, okay, we don't want to go back. And I'm just curious. So you've been there 10 years now. Did your friend go back to Canada? No, so he actually went to, he stayed here, and then he went to Ireland for a while, and now he's
1: in New York. So he's kind of, it seems like once you once you start to kind of move around, you a lot of people I know who come here then go to other places like Hong Kong or...
0: Yeah. Okay, so what's kept you in London 10 years? As many stories go, I met my husband... So he's actually
1: South African. So I guess you could say London is like the middle place between South Africa and Canada, sort of. Yeah, I met him and that's definitely kept me here for a few extra years.
0: (laughs) Well, that makes sense. What do you love most about living there? I would just say how multicultural it is.
1: I just love how... It just has so much to offer. Like today I went out and you get lost and you discover these new markets or these new stores around every corner. I just think the city has so much to offer. I really love it. And I just love like the way of life here too. Unlike a city like New York, where it's much more like career and work driven here. It's all about a more relaxing way of life, which I love. Your like holidays are required. Like they're mandatory. You have to take them. Yeah. Just like the pub culture and the, it's a great way of life here. I really like it.
0: Yeah. I had a couple of friends who after graduating from university, they ended up going over for like a six month work um, swap program type deal. And I went over to visit while they were there. And what's amazing is like every day, like at the end of the day, like let's just meet at the pub. Like yeah. everyone meets at the pub <laughs> and we, you know, have a little bit of a social life and maybe a beer or two. And, I loved that it's like a true lifestyle like that. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's like a Monday or it's a Friday. Every single pub is packed out
0: on all the way out into the streets. Do they still have a place there called like Bar One? Uh, yeah. It's like a, it's a chain. I remember being in there, and I don't know if you can still smoke inside in London or not, but we would go in and it was like, every human was smoking in there and I had just quit and then I I was like, I'll just puff a little bit on a cigarette here, there. I came home like (laughs) totally addicted again. I did like quit it again like years later, but I was like, oh man, I just remember being in bar one, like my eyes burning so bad from the smoke, but like loving every second of it. That's so
1: funny. I went to Berlin a few months ago and it was like that, you can still smoke inside in Berlin and I left and I literally was like, I'm going to have to cut off all my hair. Like I am not (laughs) going to get the smell of smoke out ever. Disgusting.
0: Tell me something like one or two great tips you could share with our listeners about life, or it could be about blogging. I think it would just be just to go for it. Like, no matter what it
1: is you want, just to give it a try and. If you fail, you fail. And at least you tried and you won't have any regrets. Like whether it's moving to a new place or trying a new career path. I just have a very like no regrets kind of mentality about things.
0: If I called you at 9 a.m. on any given day, what are you most likely doing? I'm probably in the kitchen making an absolute
1: mess, attempting to create some new dish.
0: What is something people would be surprised to know about you?
1: I'm a total klutz. Like I'm literally covered in bruises all the time. I have scars everywhere. I probably cut my finger every single time I'm in the kitchen. (laughs) Like that's not even a joke.
0: So this is like, you know what? And I know that this is like built into people's like either personalities or something, right? Or like just the way that they're built. But I always think like, why not take precautions then? You know what I mean? Like like, woo, like every okay. day it's like, oh, I'm just gonna start again and oops, there's the cut again. So maybe you need steel gloves or something. <laughs>
1: but like, and even like also I get burns. Like every single time I put my hand in the oven, I burn. <laughs> it's like no matter if my entire arm is wrapped in like oven mitts, I will still get a burn. It's, oh, that's it's so impressive, funny. actually. It's a skill.
0: Okay, well, how do you like to decompress at the end of the day? So if I'm stressed or I need to think, then I,
1: I like to go for a run um, in the park, which I think is, it's a great opportunity to really have some me time. Otherwise, I just love a bath with lots of bubbles.
0: Who are three people you'd love to follow on Instagram?
1: I love Aaron and Sarah Foster. I think they're so funny. They always make me laugh. And then for food, I love Gabi from What's Gabi Cooking? Oh, and then this is really cheesy. I love a little um, Atticus poetry. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his really cheesy romantic poems.
0: Okay, so excluding social media, what's your favorite app? So there's two I have. One is Moment, which I've just recently
1: started using, and it tracks how long you're on your phone every day, which is actually freaked me out a little bit to realize how many hours a day I spend on my phone. And then the other one is this new app I've started using called Recipe IQ and you can use it to track the nutrition of recipes and, and you can like, use links from websites as well to get the nutrition of all the recipes.
0: Describe your perfect day.
1: A really relaxing morning and then probably just going with my husband out to some market somewhere in London and then yeah,
0: coming home, making some good food. And watching a movie. What's your beverage of choice in the morning and also at night?
1: So in the morning, coffee with collagen. And in the night, wine. West City has you shedding a
0: tear when you have to leave.
1: Thank you. Every single time I leave, I fall my eyes out at the airport before I
0: have to fly back to London. What's your current Netflix addiction?
1: Uh, so this isn't Netflix, but I basically am addicted to any reality TV show, uh, especially Real Housewives.
0: Okay, let's talk about it for a second. (laughs) You've met your Bravo fan. Like, I'm also a Bravo junkie. So I know. So the Housewives, so what do you love? What's your favorite city? Beverly Hills at the moment.
1: But what I do is I like, I will go and I'll start from season one and I'll watch it all the way through. You do? Yeah, I get really deep into it. Um, And I've actually... Even though you've already watched it, right? Even though I've already watched it. Because the thing is, I'm home alone, so I have, like, the TV on playing while I'm cooking all the time.
0: It must be weird to go back, because, like, every once in a while, they'll do, like, a flashback of some episode or show or something, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, it looks so, like, old-fashioned already or, like, out of date already. Yeah, especially at the Orange County one, that one back in the
1: day was like, I guess it was the first one. It was, yeah, very different from what it is now. But I also like New York as well. And I've just started watching Vanderpump Rules for the first time, which I'm quite excited about. <laughs>
0: That's my number one. It didn't used to be, but I'm so obsessed with it now. Like it's like uh, on Monday nights here, I'm like I always know Monday night. That's when it's going to be on. It's like the only show I know that what time it's on. Oh, that's so funny.
1: Yeah, I just started season two, so I'm I'm kind of getting into it.
0: What's a favorite beauty product you would have in your bag at all times?
1: So this isn't a beauty product per se, but um, I have to have eye drops. On me at all times it's kind of like a an addiction i'd say like if i leave home and i don't have eye drops with me i have to go to the drugstore to buy them because i always i have contacts my eyes are always dry
2: who
0: would you love to have a cup of coffee with
1: Ina garden and her husband jeffrey from barefoot contessa i love
0: her so much do you live by a motto
1: I wouldn't say I live by a motto, but I just always try to find the positive in any situation, no matter how bad
0: it seems at the time. Who's your celebrity crush?
1: I love Bobby Flay. That could be a bit of a random one, but (laughs) I've always had to think for him.
0: What song do you currently have on repeat?
1: Oh, I've started listening to the A Star Is Born soundtrack.
0: Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started. Can
1: we just, like <laughs> I so have no idea Bradley Cooper could sing. I
0: know. Like, I know. where
1: did that come from? And Lady Gaga's incredible.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the movie, I
1: guess? Though? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't?
0: No. Oh, my gosh. Is I'm it just not out
1: there? No, uh, I think it just came out. So I'm going to go see it this weekend.
0: Okay. You're going to love it. But the soundtrack is so good. What meal would you choose as your last meal?
1: I would say anything Italian, like gnocchi, cacio e pepe, any any of that sort of stuff.
0: Oh my gosh, cacio e pepe is like my favorite. Like oh. we have a lot in common here. Hmm.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so who's your girl crush?
1: I love Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking. She she is definitely one of my girl crushes. She's the best.
0: What's the best gift you've ever received?
1: I had a recipe that was published in a magazine earlier this year. And for Valentine's Day, my husband got it blown up and like put in a frame, which was quite a cute Valentine's
0: gift. What's the best gift you've ever given? I'm not very good at giving gifts,
1: but I would say I put a lot of effort into making very big meals for people. So that's kind of like my way of giving someone a present.
0: What's the last thing you Googled?
1: <laughs> so my, my Googling is quite all over the place. So um, I think the last thing I Googled was oh, I was reading about the, um, <laughs> the Saudi journalist who just disappeared in Istanbul, which I thought was really interesting. And then right before that, I was Googling how old the cast of Vanderpump Rules is. So really... <laughs> <laughs>
0: my Googling is is very sporadic. No, I like it. Well, if you looked at mine right now, it's just Bradley Cooper, Lady (laughs) Gaga, because I just saw the movie. It's like all of that. Yeah. Okay, so we have one last question for you. What's the greatest life advice you've ever received?
1: I remember my dad once said to me, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like everyone gets out of bed in the morning and puts their pants on one leg at a time or something like that. And it was basically just that everybody's the same. You shouldn't be intimidated by someone if they have a higher powered job or anything like that. And just to treat everyone equal.
0: Mm, I really love that. Yeah, it's true. Okay. So Carmen, where do we find you online? So my website is
1: www.everylastbite.com. And my Instagram handle is at everylastbite underscore.
0: Okay. Well, this has been really fun getting to know you a little bit and chatting and getting to hear your story. It's been great talking to you guys too. I have really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. So time for a little host to host chat. We have one thing we're going to talk about today and that is the movie, A Star is Born. We both saw it over the weekend oh so good so good you guys seriously if you're on the fence just go just go there's no reason to be on the fence I mean so many people saw it this weekend I'm sure it's spreading like wildfire but okay so we will obviously give zero spoilers but what we would say is uh because the movie this is this episode's coming out in two weeks anyway so hopefully a lot of people have seen it by then but basically it's Bradley Cooper's Best performance ever. So talented. He directed it. He produced it. He starred in it. He lowered his octave and his voice. Like he learned how to play the guitar. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Lady Gaga. Like there's a cute dog in the movie. It's his dog. Like there's so much cute stuff. It's just such a well done movie. Like well done. And I wish that more people were making movies like this these days.
2: Yes. And you feel like I felt as an audience member... Like I was seriously getting a taste of what it must be like to be a rock star on stage. I
0: mean, he put you right there. He uh. did he did such a good job of like I'm do-
2: <laughs> Oh, I love this song. Maybe Maybe it's so dead. good.
0: <laughs> yeah, go see it. The movie, uh, the soundtrack is actually like number one on iTunes right now. Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) it should be. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's our rating review on (laughs) A Star (laughs) Not that it was needed, but we just had to express how much we loved it. So go see it, folks. We want to thank you for listening today. And if you like the show, we would love for you to head over to iTunes and give us a positive review. You can find us at wegettoknow.com where you can sign up for our newsletter and we're on social media at We Get To Know. Head over to Instagram. We would love to hear from you and get your opinions on guest and show ideas. Our music is provided by the talented Blake Atwell of Studio 1916. Until next time, take care as we continue to get to know all of our favorite people. So today we're chatting with Carmen Sturdy from Every Last Bite. Carmen is a. Ca- Kerm- <laughs> Listen Kerman. up, Carmen. So today we're chatting with Carmen Sturdy from Every Last Bite. Carmen is a Canadian born and raised. She's kidding. In this episode, we chat about how she recently lost her. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Maybe, it's time, Maybe it's time to let the old, the old way. ways die. Takes, takes a, a lot, lot to change, change man. <laughs> oh, it, takes it takes a lot. A lot. To Maybe it's deal. are you recording <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh
2: <laughs> hey Tetra hey Jade so today
0: <laughs> I knew it <laughs> you said hey Jade <laughs> I did <laughs> hey, Jade. sounded normal to me <laughs> sorry